This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. All right, what do you say we do a Christmas week podcast? It is December 21st, a nice cool morning. Al Dukes, how are you? Good morning, Jerry. Well, let's see. Today is a Monday. We'll do a, a post-game podcast Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. Then you are off Wednesday. So Wednesday, I'm just going to post a warm-up show, whether that's you or whether that's CeeLo. So our last official post-game podcast of original content, Jerry, will be tomorrow. It's all original. Then think about this. We we did, I'm trying to think of when we come back in January, what year will we started for the podcast? We started in January or February of 15. So we did right. 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. We've already done six years. Wow. We will begin our seventh year. It's a lot of podcasts. Isn't that unbelievable? It is actually. It's a lot of penis <laughs> stories. <laughs> Pornhub studies. Yeah, this, there's been a lot of that, man. There has sure been. has, Jerry. And now we what? got our boy Connor sending us stories like almost daily. Almost daily. His one source seems to be the New York Post, which he Usually. finds the odd stories from. But let's see what I have for you uh, today, Jerry. Let's see. <laughs> oh, here's an interesting one. A new lawsuit. Uh, the judge has already decided that the parents are indeed at fault here. A uh, gentleman was married uh, and uh, got divorced, so he had to move back in with his parents. Okay. When he moved back in with his parents, he brought his pornography collection with him. How old is this gentleman? Um, I'm not sure. I think he's in his uh, early 30s. Okay. Late 20s, early 30s, got divorced, moved back in with his parents, recently moved out. They destroyed his pornography collection. Hmm. He is suing them. His parents? Yes, and he won because they destroyed $29,000 worth of magazines and films. But it's in their house. Right, but the judge said, just because you don't like it, a landlord, which they were, cannot destroy the property. All right, if there are, so now you're telling me he paid his parents rent. I guess he paid his parents' rent, or even if... I'm not even sure if, if he paid his parents' rent, it wouldn't matter. They Why? allowed him to stay in the home. But if... So if you... Let's say, for instance, you come stay in my house. Yeah. All right? And I don't charge you a dime. Mm-hmm. You leave, and you leave crap behind in my house. I leave $29,000 worth of pornography in your and garage. I, <laughs> and I burn it in the backyard. Yeah. How dare you sue me? I'm going to sue you, Jerry. But if you paid me rent, mm-hmm. I understand the issue. It's a good question. I do not have those specifics. Because they are not landlords if it's rent-free. That's called parents. Hmm. And living right, under they their are roof. Correct. 
So that now the I real need... story here is why he has twenty nine thousand dollars worth of pornography. Because he's a perv. Yeah, but you can get like the good thing about pornography now. You know, back in the nineties and the early two thousands, you had to have hard copies of your pornography. Right, you magazines, used to VHS, tape over, uh, concerts, DVDs, this sort of thing. Yes, and you had to then have a limited supply, otherwise sure. you look like a complete lunatic. Right. But now pornography is endless on the internet. Well, maybe so, this is not a today's man. And maybe this guy's got some valuable pornography. Like maybe he's got uh like what? What's valuable? I don't know. I'm trying to think like I I even I had like old Playboy magazines. They're not even worth anything. Nothing's worth anything anymore. You're right. Nothing is worth I, anything. I found what I thought was uh, a bunch of Beatles albums in my for my in laws. Yeah. I don't even think they were. I don't think they played them more than a handful of times. They looked brand new, and they were from back then. They didn't just buy them. No, no, these are legit from the nineteen like the originals. Okay. Yeah, and and in great shape. I looked on eBay. They're worth like four dollars. Right. I I know they mass produced stuff. But who's got albums today? Because you know, record players disappeared for twenty years. Yes. So I thought, wow, look at all these albums. I mean, they have some really cool stuff. And they took nice care of their records. They took great care of them. I'm like, you know what? You might have a lot of money here. No, nothing. But you tell me this guy $29,000 worth of pornography? <laughs> right. What could possibly be in there? What did he have? The entire Playboy library? I don't know. Let me see. Let me see if I could find I'm not. I'm calling BS on this story. Okay. Pornography lawsuit. I'm going to Google Jerry and see what, we'll see what comes up. Uh, Sunwind's lawsuit. Okay, here it is. Pops right up. <laughs> All right, I'm sure, every day it does it's at 2 o'clock. In the United States, uh, Grand Haven, Michigan. Uh, he moved in after he divorced, but then moved to Indiana in 2017. However, he had left his collection back in Michigan, which he claimed was worth more than $25,000. His parents did not appreciate the leftovers and threw them out, as they did not want pornography in their home. They claimed they had warned him but their requests were ignored. Another reason that they should win. Right. The father thought he was doing them a big favor by getting rid of all this stuff. He filed a lawsuit claiming his parents had illegally destroyed his personal property. Judge ruled in favor of the son, saying the parents had no right to destroy someone's personal property, even if they act in the role of a landlord. This judge is an idiot. Yeah. Uh, As per the reports, Jerry... Uh, news reports at the time, the irreplaceable collection consisted of 12 full boxes of of pornography plus two boxes of sex toys, including 1,600 DVDs. But that are worth nothing. (laughs) They are worth nothing. I am with you, Jerry. This judge, man. Get him off the bench. Yeah. He stinks. Wow. The man was 42 years old. And this all, he's 42 now. This all went down uh, f- uh, three to four years ago. Wow. He okay. says none of his pornography was illegal. Oh, I didn't say it was illegal, right? Imagine, you didn't either. Imagine being parents and having to now pay this kid 25 grand because he threw out his no. pornography. DVDs. I'm still trying to come up with the idea that you're okay going into a courtroom right. suing your parents for pornography. Right, the, but the parents should have just went right to eBay. What? Here, I, I have. Uh, tell me which titles you had in there. Let me see what they're worth. This is worth three cents. Right, nothing. Right. Give me a break. 
How about this one, Jerry? Another uh, parents versus children sort of thing. Do you think Girls Gone Wild was in the middle of that collection? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) No doubt. Go ahead. Where do we fall on this one, Jerry? You know, it is, um, I guess, tradition that a daughter's parents pay for her wedding. Sure. Which seems, I I never liked that. Seems very 1920s. Yeah, I really feel like that should be split. Right. You know. But a uh, daughter who has not spoken to her parents for many, many years contacted them in demanding that they pay for her wedding. (laughs) They're like, we haven't talked to you in years. (laughs) Here's a bill for (laughs) (laughs) $56,000. Are we allowed to come to this wedding? Because you don't currently speak to us. Oh, that is his boy. I tell you, the balls on some people. Yeah, the balls on these kids. They maybe she's marrying the guy with the pornography. That would be great. <laughs> They're made for each other. Yeah, if this woman who's demanding her parents pay for her wedding would marry the man who's suing, if the man wins the lawsuit for the pornography, he could pay for a wedding. Wow, hmm. this is hysterical. Yeah, this you're right. This is some ballsy kids. <laughs> Another reason why I was afraid to have children. Oh my god! I thought they'd be ballsy and want to. Like, you have sons. I do. You have no responsibility now to pay for any weddings. That's a good job by you. We'll see. Let's see how things go. Right. Let's see how things go. Although I think, like, if, like, let's say a um, someone from a a middle-class suburban family daughter married a a boy who was extremely wealthy's parents, they should really foot the bill for that. Uh, I'd agree. I I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, at least help out a lot. Yes. I would agree with that. You're not wrong. I mean, you don't. You can't. You really don't know everybody's situation, even if they look rich on the outside. But you're right. Right. That is true. Although some parents, maybe that's a a pride thing. They get to pay for their daughter's wedding. I would take money over pride. You. Yeah. I don't. Again, I think that it depends on the people. It depends on how much. You know, weddings can cost literally a hundred thousand dollars now. Yeah. I mean, it really is absurd. And think about this. The chance of you might spend $100,000 on a wedding that's got a 50% success rate. Yes, that's what I never understood. That is bizarre. Because you're going to get nice gifts from people who give nice gifts and not nice gifts from people who don't give good gifts. Right. So if, you, if you're paying for the wedding yourself, you know, then I would try to do it on a budget because you'd want more profit. That's why I like the idea of the. Remember, we had the story on the podcast over the summer of the pop up wedding where you just invite people over for a barbecue and then, surprise, we're getting married. No gifts, Ooh, I like outdoor that, yes. party, and just everybody enjoy yourself. And then, listen, you want to send a gift afterwards, go for it. But you're not really obligating anybody for anything. Right. That is pretty cool. I like that pop up wedding. Yeah, surprise wedding. We get married. Exactly. What else do I have here, Jerry? Um, what do you think, and this is for the year 2020, yeah. once again, this color car was the number one color car in the country. It's got to be black, white, or red. White. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny because there's there are times you see nothing but white or black yes. cars on the road. So that doesn't surprise me. To me, the only car that I think that looks good in white is a Jeep, Jeep Wrangler. I do really? like, like, yeah, I like a white Jeep Wrangler with black accents. That's yeah, I mean, cool that, me. there's nothing wrong with that, but that's the only one. You ever saw a white Corvette? Oh, gorgeous. Yeah, I suppose a white Corvette, Jerry. You suppose? I guess it, <laughs> I guess it has to be like a, like a cool car for white. 
I guess. Red, I'd only want a candy apple red Porsche. I'm trying to think. A white, a white Tahoe is sharp. Really yeah. sharp. Yeah. But don't you have to keep those cleaner than your usual cars? No, I think you got to keep black cleaner. Oh. Isn't that the case? I'm looking at this list, Jerry. Least popular color, orange. Yeah. What color is your car? <laughs> <laughs> I think almost, I'm trying to think, most cars I've had have been black. Yeah, me too. This car is black. My last, my Prius was black. Uh, I'm trying to think. I also had a bit of like a silver grayish phase where I was getting cars that color. That was, well, that was like your, uh, that was your Ford Escape. My Ford Escape. I had a Honda Civic. My first car, my Chevy Monza. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I think these last two are the only ones that were black. (laughs) What's the worst colored car you remember? The yellow uh, Chevy Cavalier I had. But at the time, did you think it was cool or looking back, do you think it's kind of weird? Um, I, like, I love a yellow car. I didn't mind it. It was not the nicest one. Oh, yeah, you know what? The uh, the light blue Chevy. The, my yes. Kids, my kids hated that one. Oh yes. I liked the car, and yeah. I would not. I was gonna. I was planning on having the car painted because my mm-hmm. kids hated. I the remember color. this. Yes. But do you remember? I got four flat tires in like four months. I was so fed up with that car. I don't know and why. Then boom, gone. I did. Yeah, it was enough. It was stupid. I had uh I'm trying to think what year this was. I think 19 I think I had a 1995. I bought it brand new, so I I picked the color. A teal Saturn. Teal? Were you drunk? Teal. That was like a hot color for about 3 months in 1995. <laughs> and you bought it. And I bought it. Wow. Okay. And it's an embarrassing color. And you owned it. It's very rare to see a Saturn on the road these days. Yeah, that car is like a Yugo. It didn't yeah. age well. Yeah, but when I, but I when I do see them on the road, there's one parked up the road where I from where I live, and I see the guy in it every now and then. I'm impressed by. Him. I'm like, wow, like this this guy was able to keep this Saturn rolling for all these years because that those were discontinued years ago, right? For sure. Yeah, Saturn. I don't know the last year a Saturn was last made. Last year, it's got to be 2008. Car. That's my guess. Yeah, let's see, Jerry. Maybe even earlier I'm than good. that. 2010. Okay, I was close. Hmm. When did uh, Datsun turn into Nissan? All right, Jerry, also a good question. When did Datsun become Nissan? Comes right up. <laughs> Discontinued in 1986. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hold on, Jerry. That's good. That sounds about right. By 1986, Nissan had phased out the Datsun name, but relaunched it in 2013. No kidding. In select emerging markets, so not the United States. That's interesting. How about that? Remember the car is Daiwu? I do. Daiwu. Yeah. When I was working in uh, radio in Florida, they gave like all the DJs Daiwus to do endorsements. Right, sure. Like all my friends had Dai. My friend, like Bubba the Love Sponge, had a Daiwu. Right. (laughs) Then they made TVs also. Well, I'm the Daiwoo. Does anybody else do that? No, I guess you're not buying a Chevy 60-inch TV. <laughs> what kind of TV did you get? Ford F-150 <laughs> television set. Right, well, you could make the Ford 150-inch TV. Yes, oh, that would be awesome. The T-150. That would be good. And coming soon to Florida, menus, Jerry, Python meat will yeah, be start appearing on Florida menus. Uh, They're I'll... overrun with pythons in the Everglades in Florida. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to cook snakes. And they that's have given the okay, the health department down there, 
of course, the health department down there has everyone running around with no masks on. They're going to allow uh, restaurants to start putting python on the menu. Would you eat fried snake? You know, I have had fried alligator. Yeah. I probably would try a fried snake. Yeah, I don't know that I would. Would you try fried alligator tail? No, I don't. My wife did. I, I'm not. I'm she just did. not interested. No, I'm not. I'm really not. <laughs> the whole meat thing. I got to be honest. I'm kind of. I'm really going to try and make a concerted effort in the new year. Right, the meats that have been grandfathered in all of your life. Yeah, but I'm not even sure I want one. to eat those anymore. Yeah, I really don't. I don't know that I can do it, but I'd, I'd really like to try. I hear you. Every time I watch a food documentary, I'm going to throw up. I'm getting... And then the longer I go without watching another one, I get slowly back into my meat habits. Right. Time to watch another one. Yeah, time to watch another one. Exactly. Because even even eating meat, I try to limit the ounces. Right. To what, four? Yeah, I would like do four ounces. But I ordered these uh, chicken breasts online, four ounces. They're they're like six, six, seven ounces. No, oh, well, even though they say four ounces, cooking they shrink, shrinkage, <laughs> meat shrinkage. That's a good point. I'm going to weigh it today. Exactly. I'm going to weigh it before I make it and after. I hear you. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm up show. What do you say? Sounds good to me. All right, we'll see you tomorrow on a holiday week. So, with threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice. Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Alan Jerry, no guests, no calls, and no real content. Here we go. It's 5.04. It's Monday morning. It's a football Monday. I'm in New York City with the Ed Arzuma, not Eddie Scazzeri. He's lazy. He's off. We go down the Jersey Shore. We say hello to Albert Jackson Dukes. Al, what's up? Good morning, Jerry. We've got another Ed, Ed Arzuman, you say, not Ed Scazzeri. The Eddie Arzuman. The Eddie Arzuman. All right. Well, welcome aboard, Mr. Ed Arzuman. Jerry, never has there been a more disappointing win. No, this in, was awesome. In a team awesome. history. Awesome. Love it. Love it. Love it. There is plenty of blame to go around no for blame. this. For game. this. There's plenty of blame, Jerry, Tremendous. to go around for this Jets win. Tremendous. A uh, couple people that I'm going to put on the list of people to blame for the win. Jets punter Braden Mann, who made a game-saving yes, tackle. Late, late, late in the fourth quarter. Braden Man, I applaud you. That could have resulted in a touchdown. Well done. I'm going to also put some blame on Marcus May. Marcus May, my man. Way to come to play. Marcus May, Who awesome. made a great defensive play. Tremendous. After uh, Braden Man made a terrific stop as a punter, Jerry. Look at them not Punters. giving up that fourth down play. Punters, Jerry, are supposed to get out of the way. No, no, not when you want to win. Not get out of the win. way. Don't risk injury. So Why awesome. would you want to get run over? Because you want to win. Win, baby. But mainly you got to blame Jets GM Joe Douglas and the Jets owners for putting a winning team on the field. Guys, excellent job. It's about time. 
Because you're right. There's no reason. You. Like the players know. The players are like, I'm not going to be here if Trevor Lawrence shows up here and the team starts no. winning. I'm not going to be here. And it's embarrassing to go 0 16. Right. Adam Gase ain't going to be here if they Good bring job, in Adam. Trevor Lawrence. Sam Darnold isn't going to be here. Well done, Sam. Frank Gore. Sam Darnold might be here. Frank Frank Gore is 50 years old. He's not going to be scoring here. Scoring touchdowns in the NFL. Scoring touchdowns. So, and love I love it. I love Sean McVay said the loss was embarrassing. He's right. That was an embarrassing loss by the Rams. You can't lose to an Owen whatever team they are, Jerry. Uh, no, no, you can. They did. They actually. did. Yeah, no, they did. Yeah. They can and they did. They can and they did. I could not believe. I mean, love it. Is there a? I don't know nothing about college football, Jerry. Nothing. Right. Is there a second quarterback? Who there is a second quarterback. Yes, who there is. is this? Kyle Trask. Never heard of him. Probably not, but you never heard of Trevor Lawrence till this year either. <laughs> fair, Jerry. Very fair. Listen, there's Justin Fields, Ohio State. There's okay. Kyle Trask. This kid is supposed to be really good too. There's other guys. Here's so I went and did this because I, I'm I find this comical and I can't find Which my part. God, my phone go. I wrote something down. Of Ooh, course, you took a my phone, phone note. Now I want to read you something. Okay. okay, because I understand. I, I get the whole notion that the Jets lost by winning. I, I, I do. I understand it. I'll read you something. Right. He is possibly the most physically talented quarterback prospect since John Elway. Ooh. He has an arm that makes Brett Favre look like Danny Werfel. He is also a good runner, and his arm strength allows him to hit any open receiver he wants, even on the move. Who this? Jamarcus Russell. No. My point is, Russell? we have no idea. Yeah, None. We have, we have no idea. Let me let me just run down a couple of things for everybody that's in complete panic mode. We're in you panic know, mode, Jerry. You know who was drafted 32nd overall in his draft class? Who? His name is Drew Brees. I heard he's pretty good. Hmm. How's he done? He's pretty good. You know who was pretty drafted good. number 24 overall in his draft class? Who's that, Jerry? Reckon? His name is Aaron Rodgers. Pretty good. He's pretty good, right? I don't think he's pretty good. How about number 75 in his oh. draft class? Who His that? name is Russell Wilson. Pretty good, Jerry. Not too shabby, is he? How about number 135? 135. 135. How do you find a quarterback there? Tony Romo? His name is Dak Prescott. Tony Dak Romo Prescott. wasn't drafted. Oh, my. He was a free oh agent my. signing. How about, oh, I'll give you another one. This is recent. The 32nd overall selection. You know this guy. You know football. He plays in Baltimore. Lamar Jackson? Number 32 overall. How about number 53 just this past April or May, whenever the hell the draft was? 53. Mm, that I don't know. His name's Jalen Hurts. How'd he do yesterday for the Eagles? Pretty good, Pretty good Jerry. We don't know. We just so we don't, don't even know. Need Trevor. Hey, Trevor Lawrence. So? Carson Not even Wentz, interested. Carson Wentz was drafted number two overall. Yeah, how's that For like eight out? games, we thought he was the greatest quarterback ever. He's about yes. to get kicked out of Philadelphia. I don't know. I, like, I get it, you know, but we don't. Who knows? But we wanted the long-haired QB, Jerry. Long hair. We cool. wanted the conversation for sure. Yeah. The point is, just because you have the number one pick does not mean you're going. Patrick Mahomes was picked 10th. Mitchell tenth? Trubisky went number two ahead of Patrick Mahomes. This is helping, Jerry. I appreciate this. This is working out just fine. Deshaun Watson, 12th. 12th. I mean, how many more? To, hi, Whimsy. Wow. 
she didn't eat today when she was supposed to, so uh, I took it away like I'm supposed to. So Justin, now she's looking for it. Justin Herbert, sixth. Sixth. How does he look as a starting right. quarterback? You're right, Jerry. So I, I just I can't go crazy with I understand the disappointment. I do. But right. it doesn't mean that it's over. It just doesn't. So we shouldn't pack it in. No. We shouldn't be mad at Jets punter Braden Mann for saving a tackle or for Marcus May for knocking away a sure touchdown. No. You know what? This is a team they should have beat the Raiders. They screwed it up, and they stunned the Rams. And I guarantee you the Rams will come out, and I heard uh, what's-his-name say he was embarrassed, and it's true. Sean McVay. But you know who was working hard Paris. yesterday? Aaron Donald was, was playing his ass off. And yeah. The Jets did a halfway decent job on him. They did a lot of good things yesterday. Screws up their draft, but, well, go get it. You're right. Go they don't want to go on 16. They're not going to be on. Most most guys won't be on the team in a couple years. The coach, uh, oh, they'll all be replaced. So they don't They are not. They don't want the Jets to get Trevor Lawrence. Of course. Like, Baker Mayfield was drafted number one overall. I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback. He's he's good. He's fine. Right. Is Baker Mayfield the next Aaron Rodgers? He's not, Jerry. He doesn't appear to be. He looks He looks like a good NFL quarterback. It's Where was still- where was Colt McCoy drafted, Jerry? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't, I didn't that get that guy. To him. Can't play quarterback. <laughs> I'm not sure. I oh don't my know. gosh, they're so boring. Yeah, that gi- that giant Browns game was horrendous. So boring. It was horrendous. <laughs> you bored us to death last <laughs> when they, night. When they go for the fake field goal and don't get it on the first yeah. drive, like, like oh boy, come on. Like I know why you're doing that, but just take the points to start the game. Yeah. Oh, yes. It's just that's a bad tone. Bad tone, Jerry. So. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I actually enjoyed the Sunday football yesterday. I did as well. I watched. I enjoyed the um, what do you call that? The Red Zone Channel. That was pretty good stuff. You didn't like I, you didn't like the Cowboys and Niners? How about that game? Uh, <laughs> I actually did enjoy that game. They actually, went back. Well, they went back to that one quite a bit. It was entertaining. Actually. Yeah, it was entertaining. And I got to tell you, one of the games that I really enjoyed, and oftentimes we say, "Oh, the announcer announcers don't ruin or make a game for us." Akib Talib. I mean, listen to this thing. Listen yes. to this dog, Jerry. Akib Talib. He's fun to listen to. I agree. I want him to get Tony Romo money. He was doing Cardinals uh, Eagles yesterday. I like when he's talking to. It was Brandon Godin, I believe, was the uh, was the play by play guy. Brandon Godin. Yes, who I know. Who the he, hell is that? So he's he's really good. He um, actually did a lot of Big Ten basketball. So I got to know him over the last few years. When we'd be on the road, you know, going to shoot around and stuff like that on game day. Really nice guy. And he's really good. But it was funny because, you know, he'd be making a call and then it would be Tlaib's time to speak. And he just talks like it's a regular Saturday afternoon. Yes. Man, I like that play, man. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. It's refreshing. Very refreshing. I, I likened it yesterday as I was sitting there trying to think of an analogy. When Donald Trump was first running for president. People liked that he didn't talk like a politician yes. and, you know, didn't say things like and, and didn't come from a politician background. That's a key to leave in the sports broadcasting world. Right. He's just going to be him. Right. He doesn't sound like a guy who's canned and boring and is going to say all the right things. He's going to say as if he were sitting around with his friends watching football. He actually asks more questions than he gives analysis. Is that right? I think it's I think it's great. Yeah, I enjoyed him a lot. I I want Akeeb to leave games. I like there was one uh there was one play where one of the safeties was called for well they threw the flag. They wound up picking up the flag. And then they I forget who which which former NFL official was in the booth that they went uh in the studio that they went to 
for clarity. And he's like, well, if that was Tlaib, they'd probably keep the flag down. <laughs> yes. <call> the penalty. <laughs> <laughs> right, because he launched himself. The guy launched himself, but... Hit him, in the, hit him with the shoulder, led, though. Led with the shoulder, which they yes. said is a legal play. Right, and they picked the flag up. But I thought it was funny. Yes. But you're right. He's good. He's refreshing to listen to. Very it just sounds refreshing. like guy doing a game, having some fun little conversation. And then, so what's going on here, Jerry, in the NFC East? So the Giants lose 20-6 to they six last night. They stink. Uh, they go, they're deep in the Browns' territory. The first three drives, they come away with three points. Right. Dumb fake field goal. So the Cowboys win yesterday. Right. The Washington football team loses. I don't, I don't know. Dwayne who, Haskins played. But who's who now in the NFC East? All right, so East? you've got the Washington. Washington is 6-8. and eight. Mm-hmm. They're still in first place. The Giants are 5-9. and nine but have the tiebreaker on Washington. So if Washington loses one more game and the Giants win their last two, the Giants will win the division. You've got the Cowboys at 5-9, and nine, but Washington has the tiebreaker on them. So if Washington wins just one of their last two games, the Cowboys are eliminated. Okay. Uh, that's just that's the way that goes. So if they finish 8-8, eight and eight, um, the Cowboys can't catch them. And even... Right, because they'd be. Five, I'm sorry, not eight and eight. Totally. So who's now, right now, most like? What are the Washington. next gen? What are the next gen stats saying? Jerry? Washington, because they're home for Carolina next week. That's a win. They should win that game, and then they finish with Philadelphia. That's a win. Now I will say, Philadelphia, watching them the last couple of weeks, like that was a hell of a game yesterday yeah. in Arizona. Jalen Hurts. So I'm not penciling anybody in to just beating the Eagles anymore, like I was a few weeks ago. Now, Philly goes to Dallas next week. Uh, you mm. know, the Cowboys can't stop the run. Good luck stopping Jalen Hurts. Like, they look they look tough. So, if, so it's still wide open right now. It's wide open, but Washington has the inside track. Mm. Absolutely they do. They just have to win. You know, if, the, if Washington finishes 8-8, eight and eight, they're going to be your NFC East champs. So now Washington is in control of their own destiny, as we say. If they win, they're in. The Giants would have to win out and get some help now, right? Right. The Giants were in control of their own destiny going into last night's game after Washington lost. And by the way, Washington played well yesterday. They just didn't, you know, defensively, you look at what Seattle did. Russell Wilson threw for like, I think like 150 yards. He did nothing. Yeah. That Washington defense is really good. The problem was offensively they couldn't score. And they had the ball late in, in Seattle territory down five. So they wound up falling short. But I would be really surprised if they don't win at least next week going into week 17 with win and in. And I think Alex Smith is coming back next week. I would think so because we weren't sure who was going to play this sun, uh, yesterday. Yeah. So if he's back, you got to feel pretty good about them beating Carolina next week. But then again, who knows? The Jets beat the Rams yesterday. The Jets right. were 18-point underdogs when the game went off. Such as such as twenty twenty, Jerry, as they say. So I was trying. So I did the Al Dukes. I did the four team parlay because I forgot you took the Packers. So did I. The so, Packers screwed me yeah, over. Yeah, so you were your thing was over Sunday morning. But I went with your other four games. That didn't work out. Um, so I lost that. I also did a nine game parlay with my son, which just let, just let him pick the games. We went eight and one. The only wow. game. The only game we lost was the stupid Vikings. Ooh. And then I I'm like, all right. I got a couple more bucks to play with. I'm going to take a team to win. I'm not going to lie. I contemplated the Jets for poops and giggles just because if they ever won, <laughs> to be able to post that winning ticket would have been awesome. Yes. I wound up going with the Cowboys. So that actually worked out well because hmm. they were an underdog. 
And we got a uh, super no buzz game tonight. Steelers at Bengals Monday night. Football. Yeah, no, not much buzz. Yeah, Ryan Bengals starting Finley. starting yeah. quarterback. Come on, buzz no buzz. Buzz no, no buzz. buzz. Actually, I got to give someone credit for buzz no buzz. Uh, Kevin Wigand. Okay. Says Steelers Bengals no buzz, and that's true. Well, yeah. I mean, it's Steelers Bengals with no Joe Burrow. And Bill's Paul from Bill's Mafia says Sam Darnold was picked third. His career is a dumpster fire. No, it's not yet. It's not. That's not rude. true. It's his third year. Rude and That's rude. not true. It's not a not dumpster true. fire. That's not fair. Yeah, Baker Mayfield yeah, went one. Fair. Darnold went three. You know who went number seven in that draft? Who does that? Josh Allen. Yeah, take that, Paul. Bill's and Lamar Mafia. Jackson went 32nd. Hmm. So, and Sam Darnold's career is not over yet. I'm sorry. It, it's just not. No, I don't know if it's, it's going to be, be here. He's going to be the Jets quarterback. They're going to win a couple more. They're going to win out, and they're going to get nobody. You want? Hey, listen. You want to build a really good team? Put a good team around them. That helps. There you go. I mean, Mark Sanchez wasn't exactly uh, Joe Namath. How did he do it as a starting quarterback? Pretty good, Jerry. A couple of a- AFC championship games. Yeah. You know why? The rest of the team was tremendous. And a good defense. And a good coach. Rexy boy. All right, we got to take our first break. 518 Football Monday yeah. right here on The Fan. It's Christmas week. How about that? Oh, I'm going to play a Christmas song coming back just for you, Jerry Recco. That sounds awesome. And the boys are in. Boomer and Gio will be here at 6 on The Fan. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 25 after 5, Monday morning, football Monday on the fan. Boomer and Geo coming up top of the hour as they will discuss the pathetic Giants performance last night and the uh, Jet win in L.A. against the Rams. I think the Rams were trying to clinch the division last night or something. I don't know. Yes, they were trying to clinch the division. And the Jets said, no, sir. And they get their first victory and at the same time are no longer in hold of the first overall pick in the NFL draft. The Jets gave the Rams a... Um, uh, Derrick Henry stiff arm to the face and threw him right to the ground. He did that again yesterday. That's unbelievable. I love the guy. He's he just throws dudes around. Yeah, while running and just shames them on the field. Yeah, I mean, is he outweighing these guys by that much? These uh, like cornerbacks he's just, and he's, defensive yeah, backs. Well, number one, yes. Number two, he's just strong and powerful. Sticking it right, putting his hand right in their face and going, "Good day, sir." Right in their face. Right in their face, Jerry. Thousands. Of fans greeted your AFC champion Buffalo Bills. I saw this at the airport after they clinched on Saturday's game when they smashed the Broncos all over the field. I did enjoy a lot of these social media posts for from Bills fans. Well, no, I mean from people saying you can't do this, but this is allowed. Oh, you know, meaning gatherings and you know restaurants and and bars or whatever. But it's okay that thousands of people basically are shoulder to shoulder in the yes. middle of the night waiting for the Bills to come back. It is okay because they haven't won the NFC AFC East in, <laughs> since the nineties. Ninety five. I don't think that makes it okay. <laughs> no, I think it makes it cool. I think Governor Cuomo said, "Listen, normally we don't like this, but this is the first time the Bills have won the AFC East since nineteen ninety five." He's uh, Governor Cuomo's trying to see if he can uh, uh, figure out a way to get uh, Bills fans in the stands for a home game. 
I don't playoffs. know why you can't put fans in the stands. I've said this how many yeah. times now? Well, he was very against it, but now I guess everything's okay now that the Bills are in. You've got the, the stadium holds 80,000 people. You can put 15,000 people perfectly spaced in these stadiums. Yeah. You've got teams doing it. I mean, the Cowboys are putting 20,000 people. Now their stadium holds probably, what, 90, I guess? I think it's around 90,000. So they're putting 20,000 in roughly. You've got the Bengals are putting 12,000 people in. I think the Cardinals had some. The Packer game looked weird the other night. Every time they showed you the overhead shot where they just, I don't know, maybe they had 1,000 people at Lambeau. and they only 1,000 people? And they, I don't know what the number was, but they only put them, they only sat them from 30 to 30 on either side of the field. And when you would get the overhead, it just looked strange. It looked like a high school football game, actually. But there are people there, and it gives you at least something. So I don't know why you can't. But, I, you know, listen, don't see mom and dad for Christmas, but it's okay to gather with thousands waiting for your favorite football team to land. <laughs> Just stupid. Right, to get off a bus or a oh plane. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's goofy. Now, because the Bills won the AFC East, that means your Patriots, Jerry, did not win the AFC East. And they and were eliminated they, yesterday. They out. Out. They're out of the uh, NFL playoffs. And how about your boy Scott Hansen throwing to the Bill Belichick press conference yesterday? Is that right? You didn't know? I thought you had this on like nonstop. You didn't see that? I did have it on nonstop. Yeah, what? maybe you were taking uh, the dog for a walk. Oh, it's very possible. I guess it was filler time in the late window. And so they decide to throw to Bill Belichick, just giving like non answers. And it wasn't off for long, maybe a couple minutes tops. I actually recall when this happened because when he goes, uh, oh, okay, all uh, games are in the uh, commercial. So we're going to, and I was like, mm, let me go do, throw a load of laundry in. There you and go. And you missed, and you missed a minute of Bill. And you Not didn't miss anything, questions. by the way. Yes. It, it was basically, we got to play better. We got to coach better. Got to prepare better. Next question. Let me ask you this, Jerry. Do you think Bill Belichick will be in the playoffs again as head coach of the New England Patriots? Next year or just in, in general? In general. Yes, of course. You do. So you think he will not retire until he gets back into the playoffs? Well, he's not going anywhere. This team stinks. He's going to get somebody. But they need players. They need a quarterback. Well, That's my quarterback. They do need a quarterback. That's true. Cam Newton stinks. Maybe now. they should have tanked the season him. for Trevor Lawrence. Something. <laughs> He'd have done it right. That's for sure. Uh, I suppose. Where'd Tom Brady get drafted? 300th overall. It's a good thing they didn't have the number one overall pick that year. <laughs> they went and passed on Tom Brady. <laughs> True. You never know, Jerry. That's that's the truth. You have no idea. Absolutely. I mean, we also didn't mention probably the best one, and this one's right up your alley, 2015. You know who went one and two? Who? Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, why, yeah, they had Hall why, of Fame careers. But, but why do we fall for this every year? Like Every right now, year we fall for this. Right. I'm not going to fall off of the banana and the tailpipe trick again this My year, God. Jerry. Yeah. And I, listen, Trevor Lawrence might be the greatest quarterback of all time in the NFL. We don't know. And we also don't know, you know, the whole thing about putting the team together, too, is how it fits. How is he going to handle New York City? And how is he going to handle being here? We, you don't know. God, this, remember, remember when the Jets took Vernon Golston with the fifth mm -hmm. overall selection in the I draft? Recall. He was so good in college. And he couldn't play at this level. They took Geno Smith pretty high up, too, didn't they? Uh, I think Geno Smith was a second-round draft pick. Oh. I think. I have to check that. This Ed Arzuma like, telling me I'm right. Look at that. This feels like, Jerry, and this is how I could tell you're a good father. Because this conversation we're having right now where you're, where you're 
I'd come in here saying a disappointing Jet win, Trevor Lawrence, and then all these examples you're giving me. This feels like when a teenager or something is down in the dumps because of something that, as an adult, you know is silly, but you know that as a teenager it bothers them, but you're talking me through it. I'm trying. Like a caring father. Oh, well, well, I don't know about that, but I'm... Sounds like it. It just... The draft is the most overhyped... Hmm, I don't want to say waste of time. That's not fair because that's where you get your players from. But the draft coverage is so overhyped that we may... Like every player drafted on draft night, they roll out the video and tell you how great he is and how he's going to be a good pro. And the fact of the matter is most of them stink as pros. But if this has been going on for many years, if you've pointed out many tremendous examples, why are we still sucked in? Uh, I guess... Hmm. Like right now, we're all... like Jets Popularity? Are, ...are upset about Trevor Lawrence. We don't know nothing about this guy, Jerry, other than he has long hair. You don't know. How about if I told you... Now, Sam Darnold, they don't have to pay him next year if, if he's stuck around. Well, you can keep Sam Darnold next year. I'll be the fourth year of his contract, I believe. If I told you right now that the Jets traded down from number two, let's say they just stay at two and the Jaguars don't win another game, which is highly possible. Mm -hmm. Let's say the Jets traded down, acquired more draft assets. They already have a a second first-round pick, I believe. They've got nine picks in this draft. They trade down. They get another, let's say, late-round first-round pick to trade down. So now they've got – they still have a couple of first-round picks. And let's say you bring Sam Darnold back, but maybe you also, perhaps you also draft this kid Kyle Trask out of Florida. And then you let him go battle it out with Darnold in the summer. Like, that could be the best. He could end up being better. I don't know. I have no idea. Could be better than Trevor Lawrence. Who knows? And now now you've drafted, you've traded down, you've gotten more assets, you might have gotten another star quarterback. Maybe it makes Darnold even better. Who knows? I could just picture, like, if I was your son, Jerry, and we just had this conversation, and you walked out, shut my bedroom door, and then your wife would say, how did it go? How did the conversation go? And you'd be like, I, I think I, I think he's feeling better about it, because that's how I am feeling right now. This is better about from. it. I'm happy. To, I am happy to hear that. This is like therapy. Yeah. Like, right now, you've left my bedroom, shut the door. I've got my, you know, jet stuff on the walls, and I'm looking around, I'm like, Maybe dad is right. Maybe we don't need Trevor Lawrence. Maybe he's not a sure thing. All I'm going to say is Patrick Mahomes was drafted 10th. Right. That's and it. Like, that's how you leave. That's how you leave the conversation. Then you pat me on the knee. You go, uh, now get some sleep, son. I'll do it this way. Al, mm-hmm. Jamarcus Russell was drafted first. Right. Patrick Mahomes was drafted 10th. Mm-hmm. Sleep on that, son. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd wake up this morning get some waffles i'd have a little extra pep in my step because i was like the dad gave me a that was a great talk and i ought to remember this years later i hope you do now if trevor lawrence turns out to be <laughs> the next aaron Rodgers, well like, we'll just we'll conveniently forget about this tape <laughs> hey dad do you remember when you told me like forget about that dude <laughs> we got to take a break on that note 25 in front of six boomer and geo at the top on the fan 
What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, yeah. What movie is this one from? I don't know. This is uh, DMX, Jerry. Yeah, I feel like this was in a movie. Maybe not. Okay. Well, we used to laugh and call them names. It's Christmas week. You're going to hear a lot of this over the next couple. You're in what? Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday? Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. You're out Wednesday, right? I am. Wednesday and Thursday and Friday, correct. So our final warm up show of the year, Jerry, will be tomorrow. I don't know. I might might join you Wednesday. Oh, you might join me Wednesday. Okay. Yes, because I, I the whole traveling with Rutgers thing is up in the air. So they're Thank at Ohio. You. By the way, great win by Rutgers yesterday over Illinois. Um, they're at Ohio State Wednesday night. And if I do the game from Rutgers and not from Ohio State, I think I'll get up and join you on Wednesday morning. Oh, that will be very exciting, Gary. If that's all right with you. Oh, I would love that. I would well, love to. That's That's right now my thinking. So I see, uh, you know, as we were talking about the Jets and Trevor Lawrence and all that stuff, and where do these, you know, we pick a guy that we claim is going to be the next great thing, and then you never know how it's going to happen. I see uh, articles yesterday or over the weekend, all of a sudden, a guy I'd never heard of, NFL teams interested in Northwestern's Pat Fitzgerald for a head coaching job. Yeah. Who's this? I don't know. I don't don't know. Yeah. Well, Well, so what... And now I'd be like, if other another team gets Pat Fitzgerald, we're screwed. You want to talk about? I don't even know who he is. Yeah, but how about Buzz? No Buzz. If the yeah. no no disrespect to the Fitzgerald family. No, they're terrific. But like a few weeks ago, there was all this you know, all this uh, interest in Bill Cower. Like right. if the Jets got Bill Cower to be their next head coach, the place would be on fire. It would be yeah. it would be awesome. Yes. If the Jets ended up with letting go of Gase and hiring Fitzgerald, Buzz no Buzz Al. Right now, no buzz. Right. But if I find out a whole bunch of teams are interested in Pat Fitzgerald, now I'm like, maybe maybe there is buzz. Well, then I don't know who you needs are. a good agent is what he needs to get that right. buzz out there. I don't know who you are, Pat Fitzgerald from Northwestern, but we need you here and we need you badly. But that's the problem with <laughs> taking a new coach. Like, you yeah. know... I'm sure when Sean McDermott got the job, I, I'm right. I'm sure he was well respected and people thought a lot about him. Yes. But it wasn't like higher when Bill Parcells went to you know, the Jets or the Cowboys or any of these other places. It was like, wow, they got Bill Parcells. All right, you feel like you're going to turn it around. Some of these newer names, like, you just, you don't know. Right. You know, is Matt Nagy. How's he done in Chicago? Eh. Not good. No. Eh. Not great. You just, uh, until they get out there, you have, you have no clue. Right. You know, Todd Bowles. I thought that was a good hire at the time. For the Jets? Yeah. Didn't work out. So, unless it's a big name with a track record. It's hard. You got to give the guy time. And right now, what the Jets and Jet fans are tired of is time. It's about right. time to win. Just as the Raiders would say, Jerry, just win, baby. Right. Now, when John Gruden went back to the Raiders, I thought a lot of buzz. Yeah. People were into that. Hasn't worked out so great, but it no. also hasn't been a train wreck. It just hasn't been great. Right. The Jets need the, buzz. The Jets do need buzz. Like Joe Judge. There's a good one for you. Remember when the Giants hired Joe Judge? We sat mm-hmm. there and said, who the What? Now, who is this? Now, not a great season for sure, but you do feel like they're at least headed in the right direction. 
Right. Giants fans are happy, I believe, with Joe Judge. Happier, I would say, Happier. yes. Happier. Yes, than Pat Shermer. Pat Shermer. <laughs> and Ben McAdoo, do, do, McAdoo, Ben McAdoo, good Lord. Uh, Fox uh, TV yesterday, Jerry, had 8K cameras in the end zone for the Washington-Seattle game. You've heard of 4K, right? You probably have a 4K TV. Jerry. Yeah, I, I actually, we were talking about that a few weeks ago, if you remember. They had, I watched a lot of the World Series games on 4K. For, this is 8K. I mean, how much better can the picture get? Oh, it was better, Jerry. You're going to have to take that 4K TV of yours, take it down to the dump today. I'm not doing that. And how then, much is an 8K TV going to cost? I don't know. Me? I didn't even know they existed. Do you have one? I do not have an 8K so TV. So how do you know it was no. so awesome then? Because even on a 4K TV, it looked awesome. Well, then I'll looked keep my 4K super clear. TV. <laughs> I'm good with that. This is 8K, though, Jerry. Yeah, but I'm good. I, I don't. It's it's Go fun. around your what? house. Pull your TVs off your walls. No, I'm good. I don't have out. any TVs on the walls. We need 8K TVs now. Uh, actually, no. I have two TVs on the walls. I'm not taking the TVs off the walls. I just bought them. It was almost like, so. you know when you first got 4K TV and some shows were in 4K and it looked like uh, it looked like it was filmed the way a soap opera is filmed? Like, yeah, Letterboxd. Like, Letterboxd, but it also looked almost like too clear, like it looked oh. too real. Oh, like soap operas look like it's like home video almost. It looks perfect. Yes, perfect. As opposed to filmy. Mm-hmm. Is that fair? That is very fair. Yeah, I, I listen. To me, the pictures are good enough. I'm fine. There's enough replay. I can see what I need to see. We're good. And then I was getting so annoyed at replay yesterday. I put a poll out, Jerry. I mean, this dog, she does, this dog wants nothing but tuna fish. Then one day I wake up, I give her tuna fish, no longer interested. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but yesterday, as far as replay goes, I was watching these games where they're like looking at a mic, like, like a. That's a, ridiculous. A piece of grass t- touching a toe. Yeah. So I had put a poll out on Twitter. What's What are we doing with the replay? Do you. Want replay to stay the way it is? Do you want them to review even more things, or do you want every nothing reviewed? And people seem to be happy with the way it is. Yeah, it's uh, it's okay. So annoying though. It takes too long. I look at it this way, and I I don't know how the NFL command center is, but the NFL takes in billions of dollars every year. One thing I would do is I would basically have a replay officiating crew in studio per game. That makes sense. Okay, so you've Mm -hmm. got the guys on the field. I also have, let's say, two guys in a booth in Manhattan per game, and their job is to watch the game and buzz down, but they have to be definitive about it. We don't need a six-minute delay. Their job is to watch the play immediately. And let's get it right. Yeah, because it is weird when we're sitting at home and you immediately on the very first replay, you go, uh, foot touched right out of bounds. And then it takes another eight yeah. minutes for them to figure it out. No, there was one the There was one with the Jet game a few weeks ago. And Bob was choosing as the play-by-play guy for the Jets locally. And he was so sick. He goes, why are we even replaying this? Yeah. And this is a joke. This will be Jet ball, blah, 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 blah. And it took them five minutes. They came back, and it was not the Jets ball, and he almost lost it. <laughs> uh, and he continued to watch the replay and could not understand how in the hell the officials came to the decision they came to. Right. So I'm with you. If it's obvious to us, it's enough. Let's go move on. What do you think of this uh, Kyrie Irving, Jerry? He's now, and he says he's going to do this for each arena he goes into. He burns sage 
to cleanse the energy of the arena. <laughs> I kind of like this. I figured you would. <laughs> He's a different guy. That's all I'll say. Just go yeah. out and win. Because if you burn sage, I guess that uh, that resets the energy in a place. What is sage? A spice? I have no idea. I think it's some sort of. Uh, it's like a. Um, I think it looks like a Christmas tree, like a like the the like a tiny branch off a Christmas tree. Okay. And I think you burn it. It smells nice, and it clears the energy in the room. All right. Well, then I'm going to start burning some sage before every show. Oh, and before every Rutgers game. No, the energy is really good with Rutgers, oh. and the energy yeah, is good go here to, too. Like, if you go to one of these foreign uh, foreign stadiums, that's like a great Ohio idea. State or something. You know what? Great idea. I might get kicked out though. And here's Jerry Rucko burning sage. <laughs> <laughs> credential <Ohio>. revoked. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, why was your credential revoked? I was burning some sage to cleanse. The <laughs> it's good for Kyrie arena. Irving. Why can't I do it? Yeah, why can't you do it, Jerry? You deserve a, a cleansing of an arena when you go to it. Mm, I actually like the idea. That sounds like that's a pretty good idea. I might do that next time. Let's see. Where's Rutgers? Maybe when Rutgers goes to Michigan State. Tom Izzo yes. seems like. Yeah, I don't mean Tom Izzo from here. Tom Izzo, the Michigan oh, State coach. He could be into that. Okay, burn some sage. And we could burn some. One more quick story. Okay, Twitter yesterday, uh, or it was either yesterday or the day before, Twitter was a buzz, Jerry, with uh, Tiger Woods and his son Charlie, and how Charlie Woods has the same, not only the same swing, but he does. Same mannerisms. Yeah, same mannerisms. That's the word. It's his Fist kid, pumps of likes his dad after he did a birdie putt. Well, why wouldn't he? Right. I learned it from you, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> now I didn't see. Did they win the tournament? No, they were like came in like seventh place. Oh, did they really? Embarrassing. Who'd they lose to? I don't know. Oh, okay. That's what I mean. I, I don't even know who else was in this tournament. It was all about Tiger and his son. They came in like seventh. I did see a lot of highlights from his son and the swing and some yeah. shots. It looks awesome. Hey, good for them. He maybe he'll be on tour by the time he's seventeen years old. Would you be Would you be surprised? No, of course not. What all a right. life though Tiger Woods has had, right? Everything uh, that let as he was a child all over the place, and then the thing with the Thanksgiving and the thing and all the women and, and the now thing and the women and, and the, the planes, thing and the women and, and the, the car and the smash and the golf clubs and then now now we love him again. He wins the Masters. Now he's got his son. Perhaps there'll be a movie. We have it's to take a, full a break. Life, Jerry, full life. One final break. We'll come back and wrap it up. Get you to Boomer and Geo at the top of the fan. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFN. A couple more minutes till we get to the top. If you're just waking up, the Giants lost to the Browns, blah, blah, 20-6. Jets beat the Rams. St. John's wins. UConn lost. Rutgers beat Illinois. What else, Al? And I know what's going to happen today on WFAN. Yeah. People are going to be angry about the Jets winning the game. Correct. But here's the thing. The conversation that I had with you this morning, Jerry, wherein you talked me into it not being a bad thing, that's what I'm going into these shows with. Now I'm going to see if if Boomer and Geo, Moose and Maggie, Carton and Roberts. If Carton and Roberts. <laughs> the world's going to be falling with Greg. Come on now. <laughs> if they are going to convince me back to what I was thinking, which was this was a terrible win. But you, we- your conversation – Made it seem like not all is bad. Keeping a level head, Al.